Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matt Pohl, founder of the Rewild Group. We believe that as a fundamental part of the human experience, that work is not only essential, it's valuable, that work matters. That's why we're on a mission to multiply the number of exceptional businesses globally. We want business owners and their employees to thrive at work. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we discuss stories of how leaders are having a lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses. Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matthew Pohl, and I'm your host, and I'm pleased to be joined today by H.R. Huntsman. He is an organizational strategist, as well as the founder of Leaders Edge. H.R., thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Um, when we saw what you do in this space, our podcast really reaches out and tries to help small and mid-sized business owners and leaders. And we saw that you have a common passion in that area. And so we wanted to have you on to have you tell your story a little bit. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, maybe we just start off with just going back into your career a little bit prior to being an on your own and an advisor. Tell us a little bit about that journey. So after high school, I went in the Air Force and I was going to pursue a software engineering degree. I was passionate about coding, et cetera. And I come from a really broken, dysfunctional, alcoholic, abusive home. And mm -hmm. my time in the Air Force, I met a chaplain who really impacted my life and challenged me to make a better use of all those lessons. So at age 28, back when I knew everything, <laughs> I started my first company Okay, as a, a nonprofit foundation. And as sappy as it sounds, Matt, I, I wanted to change the world. I wanted to make a difference. So okay. from scratch, built that from nothing to very large over the next 25 years. And when I retired at age 50, we had 200 staff working in Wow. Five, country, five countries around the world doing all kinds of really cool projects from orphanages to wells and pit latrines and vegetable gardens. And we worked in India and Kenya and Uganda and Mexico. And of course, here in the States, all kinds of children's programs, after school stuff, uh, rehab centers, food and clothing projects. We chased hurricanes with construction crews, building uh, the cities after devastation. So lots of great stuff. What that did for me, oh, do you have a question? No, no, no. Keep on going. Matt, what that did in me is along the way, I fell in love with, with something I didn't expect. I thought I was going to love the projects and the work, which of course I'm extremely proud of. But what I fell in love with was building teams and leaders. Mm, okay. To go from to go from scratch to large, you have to scale, you have to develop systems, you have to build leaders and empower teams. And it turns out that's what I really fell in love with, which is what, of course, is the easy segue to Leaders Ed. So I retired from that. I was thinking, what am I going to do with the rest of my life with Chapter 2? And I thought about teaching philosophy and uh, other things. I thought, no, I want to invest in young leaders. So I started Leaders Edge to do just that. Okay, outstanding. So was that, uh, how many years ago then did you really transition out of your charitable philanthropic organization into this new uh, season for yourself? Yeah, about eight years ago. Okay. 
Um, what, what, tell us uh, maybe one or two things that has changed uh, with that transition, things that sure. had really been exciting for you. Oh, goodness. Honestly, I love what I do. Every day is a powerful opportunity to impact leaders. So along the way, like I said, I fell in love with leadership development. I believe that leaders change the world. So your audience, all these small to mid-sized business leaders, what you are doing is impactful. What an opportunity to make a difference, not just grow a company, but really impact lives. Right. So as, as I grew that first company, I people started asking questions. H, could you help us? H, could you do this? Because they saw the great success we're having. Right. And and I wondered, because I cut my teeth in the nonprofit world, would it have the same impact in the for-profit community? Right. And my, my biggest lesson is that people are people everywhere. And if you can <laughs> develop systems and a great culture and great leadership, it doesn't matter what your business is. You can do great things. Okay, that's cool. Um with this transition, do you uh, are there certain kinds of organizations? Do you still do a good amount with nonprofits, or is a lot of your uh, clientele made up of for-profit, certain industry types, sizes of businesses, that, et cetera? It's vastly for-profit. 95% of the leaders that come and ask for our help are for-profit. Uh, I still do help some uh, not-for-profit people because I know how challenging that is. To, right. To but no, the vast majority of our work are for profit, anywhere from ten million to a hundred million dollar annual revenue. All all industries, goodness, uh, all across the construction, legal, right. lots of different law firms, lots of different medical practices, marketing, you name it, you name it, manufacturing, industrial. We work with all those teams. Okay. Are there are there certain kind of challenges that you or pains that these clients are experiencing that they say, hey, HR, it seems like you can help us. And you say, oh, that's a good fit. Yeah, I can help you. Absolutely. So basically, two organizations reach out to us. They are rapidly growing and okay. need systems and structure, infrastructure, scalability platforms. They have no documented strategy. They have passion and vision and energy and youth, but no skeletal structure to scale. They right. ask for our help. The other organization asked for our help. They've plateaued. They've hit, they've hit some sort of ceiling. And that ceiling usually begins what John Maxwell called the law of the lid. The leader usually hasn't multiplied him or herself and empowered others. So they, they've hit this glass ceiling. And so they call us in and ask us to help them break through those. Okay. Um, when, when it comes to actually assisting those organizations who are either growing rapidly or have hit that lid, as you described, um, what kind of tools, methodologies, material structures are sure. you bringing? Is this these things that you learned at your uh, nonprofit or or other sources? Well, I've been doing this for 30 years. So I've learned a lot of different things, principles and approaches that that really work. So we created our own system, the Leader's Edge Performance Engine is what we call it. And the E-N-G-I-N-E -E stands for the six different systems of any business. doesn't matter where your industry is. And we go in and do deep dives into all those six systems, foundation, team building strategy, accountability, 
efficiency and, and the financial piece. And for each one of those, we do deep dives with the leadership team, executive team, sometimes uh, all the uh, departmental teams and do deep dives into all six of those, highlight the problems, restructure, reformat, create from scratch, uh, then help help them build those out, scale those, document those, and give them something they can work with in the future. Okay. And is it just yourself or do you have a team of employees and or other professionals that you bring to the table? Yeah, we, we have a small team. I'm a surgical team now. To be honest, I don't want to have a staff of 200 anymore. So we have a small surgical team of six people. We have associate coaches that come in and help with these workshops in different cities. Okay, cool. Um, one of the things that's that we find valuable to our audience is just being able to tell, tell stories, you know, instead of just the theoretical, sure. you know, here's the practical boots on the ground kind of stuff, which is what it sounds like you do a lot of. A lot. I was wondering if you could share maybe two stories of sure. where your organization was helping specifically a small or mid-sized business um, and had a lasting impact. You know that you changed the trajectory of that organization. Sure. Uh, that's a great question. Let's start with... <clears throat> I won't give the name of the company, but it's the largest paralegal firm in Washington state. Okay. Uh, they called us in because they had plateaued. They were uh, organization number two that I described a, a second ago. Right. And the, the leader is good man, good hard worker. He's a grinder. Uh, he spent most of his time in his office doing the day-to-day -day work of the job. He was a, he was an employee of his own firm. Right. And, uh, he had heard about our work with other companies. And so we sat down to lunch and I described how to scale and build, but it would require him to stop being a worker in his own company and learn how to lead like a CEO. Right. And that meant better systems, better communication. They didn't have any meetings at the time. Everyone just came to work and went to work. Right. They didn't have any meetings. They didn't report on anything. Nobody had KPIs. I mean, there's no structure whatsoever. We came in and to his credit, he was willing to completely change his leadership model. And so we began doing all the things I described, building systems and reporting structures and having better meetings and accountability metrics, marketing strategy, and as you would expect with good implementation, they have skyrocketed in growth in the last four and a half years. They've grown by 300%. Okay. So enormous growth, both in the size of their team and their revenue. What I'm most proud of for this company is this right here. Yeah. I saw they didn't, they had no leadership structure under the, the key leaders. And so we worked really hard with them to develop what in their case we call the bullpen. So all these emerging young leaders, all in their 20s and 30s and some in their 40s, now they have a team of 14 departmental leaders spread across their entire organization, and they are just recreating leadership. They've become a leadership organization that does uh, legal work. I'm really, really proud of them, and I'm proud of the work we did with them. That's story number one. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, yeah, just, uh, and I'm sure that's, that CEO who came to you has had to transition to kind of a totally different person as far as completely, who shows up at work, right? Completely different person. The way 
the way he works in the office. He's far more connected now. He has far more time freedom. He probably spends five months out of the year in his new house in Mexico okay. that he bought. So he's he's able to get out of the daily fires and the daily work, which is what many owners and leaders say when they come to me, like, H, I'm putting out fires every day. Yeah. His entire life has radically changed. Wow, that's great. Okay, how about one more? Yeah, let me let me tell you, happens to be another David, as a matter of fact, but a completely different situation. This David was uh, it's one of the largest heating and cooling companies here in our area, completely burned out, absolutely right. burned out. Good leader, good with systems and finances, really detailed in all those things. But like many of the leaders that come to us, wasn't good at leadership development. That whole leadership infrastructure was missing. Mm -hmm. Burned out, fried. He came to me with a letter of intent from someone to purchase his company. Mm. And he was going to be able to put a million dollars net in his pocket. He comes to me and, again, he had heard of work in the area that we had done. And he says, H, uh, I've heard about what you do. I have a buyer on the table, but I feel like... There's something I'm missing. I'm not sure it's time for me to quit yet. So okay. we looked at all we looked at all the numbers. I asked him about his dreams. Like, what does he really want to do? And he had no exit strategy whatsoever. I mean, he's going to make a million bucks, but if you're going to start another company, that's not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, David, it'd be a mistake to sell now. I believe we can turn this thing around, and we can make that million back to you many times over if you'll follow my lead. Did similar story after that, uh, put in the infrastructure systems. We completely reworked their marketing strategy, their entire leadership. Again, no leaders. There are no departmental leaders. We are huge at creating leaders that support uh, the organization. Went in a build out. Now he has four departmental leaders over the, all the four of the main components of the company. And company took off. I think they're about 250% larger than when we just met them a few years ago. And uh, same with him, far more vacations, brand new couple million dollar home, spending more time with his family and time freedom and family freedom are a big thing for me Yeah, to give, yeah. give people that back. But there's a couple of stories where you have many more, but. Yeah, no, those are excellent because those are, you're right. I mean, there's, there's two parts of that, the financial freedom, but yeah. that, personal freedom is what, I don't know what the percentage is, but a high percent of business owners don't have, right? They don't have either. Right. And, uh, you know, to be able to deliver both of those is, is uh, well, it's transformational, really. So Absolutely. And, and those, Matt, those come from my failures and mistakes as a young leader, uh -huh. high, high achiever, high octane. I burned myself to the ground in my early 40s. Mm -hmm. I just constantly go, go, go. I have the scar tissue from that. And I teach, now I'm able to teach from not just any trophies I have of successes, but from a lot of the valleys I walk through. And I'm able to take some of those painful lessons and really help some of these young leaders build something where they're not doing that. They're spending more time with their family, more vacations, everything they wanted when they started the company in the first place. We're, right. able, to, we're able to help give that back to them. Yeah, but I I find amazing with those kind of transformational stories is it's still the same business, it's still the same leader, it's many of the same people are still there. That's right. 
but it's totally different, right? And totally it's like different. a lot of those ingredients were there. There's they're doing a lot of things right, but there's just some gaps or some elements that are missing that need to be infused. Leadership and yeah. leadership development sounds like that's a big one in those two organizations. I think it's a big one in just about every organization. Yeah. I think I think most leaders don't do a good job of leveraging the brilliance and the genius that's all around them because they right. either don't take the time to go get it or they don't know how to go get it. They don't know how to have the conversations that bring the innovation, the creativity. People want to be involved in their own success. They want to participate in their own success. Right. Teaching leaders how to develop that is a core foundation of what we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that's my other observation is the business leaders and owners we work with, it's not that they won't do what they need to do. In more cases than not, they don't know what they need to do. And once you can draw a picture of what, what they need to do, and there's some specificity to that, they'll put their shoulder behind it. They will work hard to make that happen. But it's more of this in, in a pure sense, ignorance and not knowing, uh, uh -huh. not being able to see what needs to get done that really is holding them back to get into that next level. Yeah. I use that. I use that famous metaphor a lot between time telling and clock building. They're so busy time telling every day. They either don't know how, or they don't take the time to build the clock. Okay. They're doing the micromanaging, they're putting out the fires, answering the questions, solving the problems. They're telling the time, but they're not clock building. So we go in and help them build a clock. Okay. Okay, good. You know, um, if you had the opportunity, you're sitting across the table with a business owner um, and you had maybe one piece of wisdom that you think would be universally valuable, uh, what, what might be that from your years of experience yeah that's pretty easy actually uh spend more time in creative conflict gather your your key leaders your your thinkers your influencers get around tables and develop the the capacity and the willingness to have creative conflict that drives innovation that drives trust it drives commitment uh, be willing to close your mouth, ask good questions, listen really well, get ideas from other people, be willing to be wrong, be willing to be challenged. If leaders could engage in far more creative conflict, they could repair their system, fix their marketing, all the things that may need some work, gather the brightest people in your organization, take the time out and have creative conflict. Okay. That's that's interesting, but I, I I agree with that. I think uh, that collaboration, when done with the ability for people to actually speak their minds and share what they really think, um, that's where innovation comes. Because usually, it's those are the people that the pain is impacting the most. They've thought about it. They're they're right there, boots on the ground. Right. So they they're typically the first to see solutions. So yeah, that's that's an interesting piece of advice. So, okay. Well, <clears throat> our time's gone really quickly. Wow. The conversation has been great. Fantastic. And uh, uh, just want to thank you again for, for uh, sharing some of your background and how you help small and mid-sized businesses. If we have uh, 
an audience member who is like, hey, what HR is doing, that seems like it would be a good fit for what we need. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So you can uh, look me up on LinkedIn there. You can go to our website, yourleadersedge.com. The easiest and fastest way is just email me. My personal email is hr at yourleadersedge.com. I'd, I'd love to chat with any of them. Okay, well, that's great. Again, that's hr at yourleadersedge.com. And we'll put that in the, the podcast notes so people can reach out to you. And I'd encourage you to do so. Um, so thanks, HR, for, for being our guest. And I uh, just want to thank all of our audience. We appreciate you listening in. And just hearing about how uh, business advisors are using their unique talents and experience to really have a, a lasting impact on businesses, small and mid-sized businesses. The reality is, is we don't, none of us can know everything. And so we need to leverage other experts, other sets of wisdom and experience and principles to really allow our businesses to reach the, the potential that they have, like some of these transform, transformative stories that HR shared. So I'd encourage you to consider not trying to just do it on your own, but uh, asking for help if, if help is something that could benefit for you. So uh, join us next time for our next uh, episode. And I appreciate you for joining in today. Thanks. Matt Pohl here. Thank you for watching this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. If you're a successful business advisor, I encourage you to go to leaders.rewildgroup.com where you can learn how to be a guest on our show. If you enjoyed the episode, please share on social media. You can also tag people that you think might be a good guest for our show. Just be sure to use hashtag leaders of lasting impact so we can see your comments and suggestions. We release episodes on a regular basis, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Finally, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews. Those go a long way with promoting our podcast. It really means a lot to me and our team. Learn more about the Rewild Group at rewildgroup.com, or you can follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.